All right, I'm Chris Avina. I'm here with an, uh, another episode of American Outdoor News with uh, Scott Perkins and Drew Blake from Connect Outdoors. Guys, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having us, Chris. Now, Scott, you are the president and founder of uh, Connect Outdoors. That is correct, buddy. Yep. And Drew, you are the operations director? Yes, sir. Okay. How did you start this, um, Scott? Uh, several years ago, I uh, was kind of getting burnt out on hunting, to be honest, believe it or not. And uh, I had to find a new avenue because my love for the outdoors was so big, you know, I couldn't just stop, you know. So I started just taking some friends and kids and stuff like that and helping them get their first turkeys or deer or whatever. And that was, that was fun and great and everything, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for. Uh -huh. So I went through a whole kind of a metamorphosis, if you will, over time and uh, ended up working with some folks that were helping blind people. And uh, I got introduced to my first blind person and I took him on a turkey hunt here and man, the emotion that came out of him being successful. You know, the guy had turkey hunted for about 25 years with vision and lost his vision five years prior to this hunt. Thought he'd never hunt again, never have a chance at that turkey. Took him out in two hours and we had him his first turkey ever. And now, I was hooked fall. right there. And my yeah. wife, being the sweet soul she is, got behind me on this 100%. And that's a big, that's a big plus right there. It is. That's huge. And uh, she's been supporting us the whole time. And we started just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's getting so big that I can't, you know, I can't run with it all. There's a huge need for what we do out there, um, both on the veteran side and the blind and visually impaired side. And it just, it kept growing and growing. And I had to get somebody in here and I've known Drew for a couple of years and I knew he was a good solid guy. And to do what we do, um, I'm almost going to put it in a nutshell real quick. It, you have to be a very selfless person. Um, to give your time and your great spots and all that to somebody, you know, that would never have a chance to do it if we didn't do that, you know. So it, yeah. I'm going to just start off by saying that, that Drew, I'm not going to, you know, blow your head up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it takes special people to do what we do is what I'm saying. And when you no, find I it, I wouldn't disagree with that. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I invited Drew up last spring for a turkey hunt to just come see how we do things he's been watching you know from the sidelines for a year or so and watching and he was kind of intrigued by it and i think it really got to him and blew him away and i'll let you tell let him tell you about that experience maybe and that'll help sure drew is that a is that a lot to take in initially when you step into this role it um it is it was one of the best hunting trips i've ever had um we it was a long ride up there um, from North Carolina. But once we got up there, it was – I struggled to, to explain it. Um, it was one of the most enjoyable, most difficult things that I've ever done. Um, just sitting there, as, from my perspective, trying to get this person a bird, get this person a turkey. Um, the, the first day you're sitting there under so much pressure trying to get this person a turkey that comes in. Then the first day didn't work out. Um, we had a great hunt. Birds came in. It just didn't work out to get a shot on. Uh, so you're over, you're playing over those events all night in your head. So you're not sleeping. Yeah. The next morning you wake up tired. You're focused on trying to get this bird the second day. The second day it doesn't work out again. So the third day 
it, it just wears on you, but it's a, it's an enjoyable wear. Um, you're, you're on guard all the time, just focused, trying to get this bird for this, uh, for this blind person. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but it's, it's a whole different enjoyable thrill that I can't really explain. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, how, it's so much different than just going and hunting by yourself. Now, how do you help line up the shot? Um, honestly, Scott, ha yeah, <laughs> Scott has a lot more success than I do. Um, I'm still in the learning phase, but we have some, some really advanced sites to where we can actually look over the shoulder of the blind person and line them up and, and tell them um, when to pull the trigger. The, the guy that I actually took, I hate to say it, but he was probably one of a kind person. Um, he could smell the turkeys coming in, and wow. I didn't even have to line him up. He, he, he was following the turkeys as they came into range. That's amazing. It, Chris, it, you, you have no idea about this guy. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to mention him by name because he won't care. His name's Mark Demon. He's out of Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I've hunted with him all over the country several times now. And he is next level stuff. This guy can smell stuff. He, like Drew said, he can smell turkeys before you'll see them. Okay, he's done that with me deer hunting. He'll tap me on the leg in the blind, and he'll he'll point in a direction that he smells them from, and then he'll hold up how many there are. And I'm telling you, <laughs> and he is exactly right, and it's amazing. I mean, amazing. So, That's insane. He he can even he can even tell you what sex they are. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, turkeys are smart birds. They they could they got good vision. You know, they're they're a tough hunt with vision all right but uh, we've had some pretty good success on that um i think the biggest thrill of turkey hunting is the blind individual can hear them you know they're getting louder they're coming in there yeah. gobbling you know tearing it up and those guys just get tore up and it's it's some of the greatest stuff you'll ever see but i mean um, a blind person a lot of people don't think about this doesn't hide emotion like we do they don't look at themselves every day in a mirror nothing. so when they're happy it's 115 percent, you know up front right out in your face and it's just it's incredible it's incredible wow. it really is. well i'm addicted to it if you can't tell <laughs> no, it, it shows it shows but um what um programs do you have yeah you know, that you bring these people out into Drew, you want to pick that one up? Yeah, I, I can. Um, so we've developed what we're calling the the three R. It's recruit, retrain, retrain, and reacclimate. And what we're doing through those programs, each one of those have their own special programs. The recruit is through a vet to vet program. So we're bringing in veterans that may be blind, may not be blind. Um, just any type of veteran that we can get. And we put them, pair them up with another veteran that may be going through the similar, similar disabilities or issues that okay. they're having. Um, through that event, or through that program, they're also training to be a guide for, for blind people. They're learning how to, to lead the blind people around, but not... To lead them but not lead them 
to uh-huh. to a point where they are the blind person is independent but can also rely on their guide. Yeah. Um as they as that veteran graduates from that program, they move into what we call the blind mentoring program. So that veteran is paired up with a blind person. And at that point, they start attending hunting and fishing events with us together. From there, we move them into our blind or visually impaired in the outdoors program to where they hunt with us, but they also hunt by themselves. And and that's the biggest thing that we want to accomplish is independence. Yes. Yeah, we, we want them to be here with us, but we also want them doing events on their own. We also right. want them to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, do you want to go hunting today? Do you want to go fishing today? Do, do you need anything? That, that's the type of relationships that we're trying to form. With these so it's people. like a, I don't want to say a training program. It's like a, an apprenticeship slash mentorship that they go. They, ex- exactly. Um, the way that I look at it, it's, it's not a mentee mentor program. It's a mentor mentor. They're both mentoring each other. So it's like a, a buddy system. You know, they're, they're a support system for each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Now, what type of uh, adventures do you bring them on? Scott, do you want to take that one? We've got turkey hunt lined up, deer hunting lined up. Um, Drew's wanting to do some hiking and stuff. Um, we're going to do a lot of fishing, both offshore, inshore. And freshwater, right, Drew? I think we're going to do a lot of that in North Carolina. Um, and, you know, we're, we've got, oh, Lord, we've got some good stuff coming up. We've got a lot of stuff in the works on top of all that. That's the actual stuff we are doing right now that is on the boards, on in the works, and, you know, plans are being made right now. Um, but we've got a lot of stuff on the back burners as well coming up um, that we're pretty excited about. We're going to be working with some blind schools around the country. <clears throat> kind of bringing the outdoors to the children um kind of a little ordeal uh, adventure day thing we're going to be doing with some of the blind kids it's going to be pretty cool so those are just a few things right off the top and i don't want to take up too much time and get too much detail about everything we got plenty of time <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right let's um let me take uh, a couple of minutes to acknowledge my sponsors underwood ammo uh Always a standard of excellence, fantastic ammo. I don't shoot anything else. Um, Pyro Putty and uh, Phone Scope, always innovative, great products that you should always have in your pack. And uh, Hunt of a Lifetime, um, we're going to hear from them in a second. We'll be right back. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join huntofalifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit huntofalifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference. 
Okay, and we're back. With uh, we're back with Scott Perkins, the president and founder of uh, Connect Outdoors, and Drew Blake, the operations director of the organization. And um, we're talking about the different adventures, the hunts, the fishing, the day-to-day uh, -day operations. Now you have two chapters. What made you think of a chapter system? That would probably be Drew. He's the one that came up with that. So. This is a, a past well, To be honest, Chris, it just made sense. It just made sense. With his geographical location and mine, I'm in great whitetail country. He's in great fishing area and deer hunting and turkey and everything down that area. You know, so I mean, it just made sense to we can do twice as much work and, you know, he can work his area. I can work my area and we can help each other in both, you know, so. It's kind of like that. We're looking to expand. We want to be all over the country before it's over. You know, I mean, I want this thing to take off because that connection Drew was speaking of earlier with the vets and the blind people, that's a very important connection. We went over that lightly, but I think we ought to circle back around and talk about that for just a minute. That, sure. that does a couple different things. A lot of the folks we work with in the blind community have had vision, went, you know, and lost at some point and some tragedy along their way and uh, whatever happened, you know, and they're coming out of rehabs and stuff and it's kind of in the same realm as vets coming back you know and coming out of service they're coming out of rehab kind of the same thing you know what i mean so yeah as both of those get the rehabilitation process if they're going through it together that creates bonds and when we have these big hunts when we do our big ones up here in indiana and we have several vets here and several blind folks all you know we're kind of letting just nature take its course they'll buddy up just by themselves it's just human nature you know you're going to buddy up with people that you like right so i mean yeah and uh, so that's where that's kind of at until it gets to a more formal point where we'll be getting you know stats and stuff you know records in of people and vetting these other organizations some of them we're working with are vetting these guys for us um and that's for our protection and theirs you know i mean that's just a good common practice you should do it and sure. if you're doing a non-profit that's a very good practice you want to know who you're dealing with exactly you just so and we and we do the same for the blind folks you know we because see a lot of blindness is due to another illness it's not usually just your eyes went bad something else is wrong you know somewhere and there's a malfunction so we need to know about that kind of stuff what you're physically able to do you know but mm -hmm. some of these hunts are a little bit rigorous you know i mean we're not trying to kill anybody because we don't want to kill ourselves either you know out there hiking up mountains you're there you there yeah. to enjoy yourself and have a good time and exactly and so have them enjoy you don't want it to be a grueling uh you know uh, uh experience right you don't want to you know burn them out the first day or anything so we we try to take it easy on them and we manage our properties very well that is we do an extensive management program on all properties we hunt and it benefits us. I'm sure you've seen all our stuff we do on Facebook. Sure. And sure. stuff. We, we got to have critters around, you know, it's just the way it is. The, the big work on the food plots, the feeding programs and all that, you know, all that water sources, everything that goes into that, creating a good hunt for that moment when that guy's here, you know, it's a lot of work on that end of it. And, but I enjoy that part of it as well. Well, hunting is hunting. It doesn't mean you're going to come out with a trophy every time. You know? No, that's true. That's true. But these guys come from long distances and it's, you know, it's a lot sweeter at the end of the day. Let me tell you that. You know? sure and, and, and they have a great time and every one of them will tell you they don't care if they kill anything or not. 
they could care less. <laughs> now, what is um, what is therapeutic about the outdoors for you know the people that you take out? I think camaraderie is the biggest thing we can give them. Just and and we're pretty big sticklers on treating them just like normal people. They don't want any special treatment. We don't want to give them. Um, we want them actually to come right up to the point of being out of their comfort level because that's good. It's, it's letting them build self-esteem. You know, it's, it's just independence, everything. Self-confidence, all that's in there, you know. I mean, all that plays a part. And I think getting them out there, you know, and maybe letting them listen to your footsteps and follow you instead of leading you, guide, sight guiding them with your elbow. You know, that's that's the way we lead. That's the way they want led. They'll, you stick your elbow out, they grab your elbow and you take off. And uh, it's pretty cool. But I like to challenge them a little bit. It's good for them, you know, and I mean, they, they love it. They eat it up. They love it. They don't, they don't but they don't want to be coddled. We, I don't allow coddling. Um, uh, blind people fall down. They're used to it. They do it all the time, man. I mean, it's a, awful thing to think about and they, i've seen them take some pretty bad spills but they jump right back up because they're used to it they're blind you know and, and one other thing about our hunts i want to touch on too we don't do a lot of organizations i see around you know they do three-day hunts they're in and out done i like to run mine five to six days and i'll tell you why um i just just think about this for a minute and i'm gonna lay this out and in a blind man's world you're going to go to an airport. You're going to get on a machine that you may have never seen in your life. You're going to fly across the country to meet people that you've never met before. Yeah. That trip right there alone is huge for most blind folks. It is. Just that portion of the trip. Then they get here. They've got sights, smells everywhere all around, and their senses are just running rampant for about a day or two. That's why I run my hunt so long, because I want them to get here, calm down, get acclimated to their surroundings, calm down, and then we can go enjoy the Okay. that makes sense so yeah and i find it works a lot better as far as therapeutic you know what i mean so i get i get more bang for my buck that way you run the um you run the fishing ends for the most part yes sir yes what sir. type of fishing um, trips do you plan for for the uh the people well uh right now we've got a trip coming up um inshore off near shore north carolina fishing uh where we'll target flounder redfish speckled trout and then venture in that 10 to 15 mile range offshore where we're tar targeting uh mahi king mackerel spanish mackerel small sailfish barracudas um bottom fish such as trigger fish sea bass pretty much anything that we can target on that trip we're going to depending on the weather um the the good thing is where we're going to fish is if we can get offshore we can get offshore and go after those bigger fish if not we can stay back in the bays in the sound and target those those inshore near shore species uh -huh. now uh, um every trip is different whether you have vision you don't have vision there's always an unknown has there ever been a mishap out on a trip? Um, Scott, do you want to take that one? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I don't think we ever have had a mishap. Um, I, I can't think of one either. All right. So you guys cover your bases and you make sure everybody's safe. That's, that's oh, the yeah. goal. Safety and compliance is a big deal with us. We have to have for insurance and stuff like that, you know, so... Um, 
you got to watch what you're doing and we don't put people in situations and every property that we hunt on up here i know every bit of it all the landowners around it and all know what we're doing and uh, i did i guess we did have one mishap but it really didn't wasn't really an accident or anything we had some trespassers come in on us after i spent about an hour and a half getting this blind guy um out and he was a 20 year old kid out of alabama him and his brother were twins and they were both blind since birth Wow. And this kid looked at me and grabbed me and said, hey, he goes, he goes, he's sitting in these blinds and all that is cool and everything. But he goes, I want to hunt like you would hunt. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, oh, I don't know about all that. And he goes, well, where would you go if I wasn't here? And I'm like, man, down in the big thickets, you know, and get down in there. It's gun season. They're hiding. I was like, yeah, get down in there and get with him. He goes, that's what I want to do, Scott. Come on, let's go. So I took him, man. It took me an hour and a half to get him, camera equipment, the tripod, the weapon, everything. I'm carrying all that stuff and got him down in there, you know, and we never missed a beat. And by golly, he never missed a beat. And we got down in there, got to sit down, and then here come two guys in blaze orange up through the private property that we're hunting on. And uh, they were a long ways from the property line. And I wasn't very happy with because we'd worked pretty hard to get in there. And, you know, that's dangerous, man. I can't have that kind of stuff. So I try to keep law enforcement all on the good side. All the law enforcement guys in our area, you know, conservation officers and local sheriff's deputies all know me. And we try to keep it as safe as we can. And if I need them, I'll just give them a call, you know. And in sure. that instance there, I didn't need them. I told them they were across the line and they needed to move along. And they did. But it's still very dangerous, you know. If something happens to me out there or one of my guides out there, there sits this blind gentleman with nobody to get him out of there or really knows where exactly yeah, where he's at you know <laughs> turn ugly so and we got, and we that, got to cross our eyes and or not our eyes and cross our t's there <laughs> sure and that that's one thing that that we take very seriously is knowing where everyone is hunting um we send them to designated places if they move out of that designated place they let somebody know where they're moving to. well you should use um something like hunt stand this way you ping yourself when you get to your destination and everybody in the group knows where you are. Yeah, and that, that's technology that we're looking into. Um, right now, we're, we're just using text messages and basically everyone that goes to the property knows pretty much everything about the property. Um, that, that's one thing that we want is, is someone that's experienced enough to be able to navigate and lead these people around comfortably to where we don't have to worry about them. That goes back to my hunts lasting five days thing too. When I bring in new people, I can take them and show them a property. They got a day to kind of get used to it or two, and then they know where they're going. Sure. You know what I mean? So it all kind of plays together. So now you have a TV show also. Well, we got a YouTube channel we've been messing around with. Um, we have, we have, me and Drew have acquired quite a bit of footage and it is in the works. We are going to bring it out one of these days. Um, it just, we've got a lot on our plate right now. We can't really get to that. So we just kind of put out what we can on uh, social media and YouTube a little bit just to put some stuff out. But we do have some good stuff filmed and uh, we, we do want to share that with everybody. So, but. You know, that's a that's an expense we don't really need right now because we're trying to get this thing really rolling where we can do more hunts and more for these guys that really deserve it out there, you know. I mean absolutely. So where can we find you guys and where can people volunteer and where can they donate? All of that's on our website, connect outdoors.org. 
they can go right on there and you can do everything on there. Um, Drew, bless his heart, has been working on that very vigilantly lately and he's got her done and uh, pretty much, well, I don't think it'll ever be done. It's a work in progress always, you know, how that stuff is. But, but uh, yeah, you can go on there and check us out on the website. You can look us up on Facebook, um, Instagram, all that as well. So, All right. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on and I appreciate all, all that you do. It takes a very special person to do what you're doing, and uh, it's very much appreciated. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having us, man. Good to see yeah, you. Always. All right. Don't forget to go to their site, donate. If you want to volunteer, volunteer your services. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Oops. See you. All right. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Bye. See you. Hang on.